Light that spark fire nation. JLD here and welcome to episode 1728 of EO Fire, where I am chatting with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And if you're ready to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Christopher Lockhead. Christopher, are you prepared to ignite? I absolutely am ready to light myself and everybody else yes. on fire, John. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher is the co-author of Play Bigger, How Pirates, Dreamers, and Innovators Create and Dominate Markets. And he's a co-host of the Legends and Losers podcast. He is a former three-time public company CMO an entrepreneur. Christopher, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Well, first of all, John, thanks, of course, for having me. Uh, big fan of the show. Thanks. And uh, I'm someone who got thrown out of school at 18 for being stupid. I found out at uh, 21 that I'm dyslexic. And so uh, the alternatives I had in life were work a manual labor job. I was an orderly at a hospital. So I could either um, shave old guys, uh, you know what's for a mm. living or I could start a company. And so uh, with my friend Jack, I decided to start a company. <laughs> and uh, today I'm a retired CMO living in beautiful Santa Cruz, California. Um, and I surf a lot and I'm married to an extraordinary woman and I live with an amazing tribe of people. And uh, most days I feel like this must be heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Love all of that. And we're going to take you to some times in your journey, Christopher, that you didn't quite think was heaven. But before we get there, I want you to break down for Fire Nation what you consider your area of expertise. What is that? Probably my biggest area of expertise, John, is I am what you could call a category designer. Expound. <laughs> yes. So um, it turns out that most people, when they think about marketing, they make an unconscious choice to participate in an existing market that was designed either purposely or accidentally by somebody else. So there are rules in every market and a market or a category is really a way of thinking about a problem and a solution. And so most entrepreneurs, when they go to launch their company or their product or a new version of their product or service, they make an unconscious choice to compete in an existing space or category. And what I've learned over 30 years, and we did uh, three quarters of a million dollars in research mm. for our book, Play Bigger, is that legends actually teach the market or the category to think about a problem and a solution in a particular way. And as a result, John, they set up the rules of a whole new category. And so I've spent the last 30 years of my life trying to train myself how to design new categories. Fire Nation, we're going to be getting deeper into this because I have some deep-seated beliefs right along these lines as well. But real quick, Christopher, what do you want to make sure our listeners get from your area of expertise? Like, What's that one thing that we probably don't know but should know as entrepreneurs? Here's the one that I hope makes the biggest difference uh, and certainly will help increase the odds for, for entrepreneurs. So when you talk to entrepreneurs or any kind of innovator, uh, John, at least in my experience, what I found is they essentially pull two big levers. One is product slash service. They think that if they build a legendary carbodingulator and a legendary company to deliver the carbodingulator to the world, <laughs> everything works. And... and and whatever challenge comes up or opportunity for that matter, they think, oh, great, more product, more features or, or, or expand our geography, more salespeople, more feet on the street, product, 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 company, company, company. And here's what we know. The legends pull a third uh, lever. 
and that lever is called category. They design a new product, company, and category, and they position themselves as distinct. And if they get all three right, we call it prosecute the magic triangle, product, company, and category. You get to be Pablo Picasso or Mark Zuckerberg or Sarah Blakely. One thing that I want to talk about right now, because you, Christopher, have created your version of heaven, which is amazing. And that's kind of what we're all striving for, Fire Nation, to live in what we consider our own version of heaven. But you weren't always there. You've had the ups, you've had the downs. And I want you to take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment (laughs) to date. So Christopher, don't pull any punches, brother. Take us there. Tell us that story. Yeah, well, you know, John, one of the reasons we called our show Legends and Losers is because we really believe you can't be a legend without being a loser. Every uh, master was a disaster. (laughs) I love that. And so there's been a tremendous amount of, uh, if you'll allow the word, losery in my life. Mm -hmm. And probably the worst one was, you know, I started at 18 with no options, and that's why I became an entrepreneur. I didn't even know the word entrepreneur. Um, And uh, by 21, that first company had failed. And so at the time, there was a recession, and I was having a really hard time getting a job. I was uh, newly married. And so there I was, 21 years old, a failed entrepreneur in debt up to my eyeballs. And uh, I really was, uh, you know, completely at a loss for what to do with my life. What'd you do from that point? I mean, you're kind of on the floor there, you're kind of grasping at straws, nothing's really working. Like, what happens when you hit the bottom, when you're just scraping the rock pile? Well, first of all, I'm scared as as s, uh, so as to speak. all but Jesus, we say as as all but something, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm terrified. I I feel like a failure, um, and and even worse than that, you know, my good looks are not such that I can go to the grocery store and smile and they give me a bag of food. Um, and so I'm looking at um, your Skype photo. You're a pretty good looking guy for for having no hair in your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate it, John. But uh, it wasn't enough for the folks down at the grocery store, I'll tell you that. And so I, like a lot of long pe- young people who were lost, had to get a job. But luckily, you know, I, I learned early on, John, that uh, relationships matter. And I tried to build great relationships. And one of the companies that I had to created a partnership with in my first business, um, the, uh, it was another entrepreneur and he was starting a new company and he asked me to join as the head of sales of that company. Um, and, and within a year I was able to, uh, help start that company, uh, and, and believe it or not, pay off my debt and, and move forward in my life and career. I want to hone in on that one word, Fire Nation, relationships. People ask me all the time, John, you've done now over 1700 episodes. Like what's the biggest thing that you think has contributed to your personal success of growing in, you know, EO Fire into a seven-figure-year business. And it's just one word. It's relationships. And I did not know that when I started. I didn't know that the guests that were going to be on my show, that were going to comprise the now over 1,700 alumni, were going to be the reason that I've had as much success as I have today. Because I was clueless. I was naive. I was inexperienced. You know, I was flat out s- stupid in some areas. But I learned. I listened. I educated myself. I learned from every single guest. And I built those relationships. Relationships mattered. And that's what Chris did as well. He really relied on relationships to build from nothing to what he is today. And he'll never forget that lesson. I'll never forget that lesson. And Chris, I might have stole a little bit of your thunder there because that was exactly what you said, but I want you to pick out one other thing that you want to make sure that Fire Nation really gets from like a lesson that you learned from that worst moment. Tell us that. You call it, John, the aha moment. And um, the big aha moment for me, really, of my working life is it could be summed up with the expression, position yourself or be positioned. 
And so, you know, Muhammad Ali famously said, um, if I, if I don't tell them I'm the greatest in the world, how are they going to know? Right. <laughs> and so even though I was a failed entrepreneur with no education, no money, uh, uh, very few relationships at the time, uh, and certainly no experience, um, you know, I did have a belief in myself. I did grow up in a family that was incredibly supportive and, and backed me from the beginning. And so I, I was able to muster that uh, sort of courage. And to your point on relationships, you know, somehow, and I didn't know it, I, I wasn't, I wasn't out networking. You know what I mean? I was just trying to build my freaking business, trying to do something with my life. And this guy, his name was Bill Walker, I guess, took a shine to me. He was an older entrepreneur, a more successful entrepreneur. And I called him to tell him we had failed. And he said, well, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, I'm about to go on vacation. Can you wait a week? Because I'm starting a new company. I'd love you to come help me. And so one of the things I hear a lot today, John, is, you know, you should go out and build relationships and you should network and you should do this stuff. And I think it's a bit of a fallacy in that we want to go out and build relationships, but not for the sake of building relationships, if you know what I mean. I had built a relationship with this guy, Bill Walker, by doing business, by really trying to add value to his business. And hopefully, uh, you know, he was trying to do the same. And so when he saw I was available, I think what he saw was a young, determined, driven young man who'd been, you know, knocked down. And he, and he gave me that hand to pick me up. But I don't want anybody to think I was out there like, hanging out at parties, just hang, you know, handing out business cards, hoping somebody would, would discover me. I was, I was out there hustling. Position yourself or be positioned. Fire Nation, lovely words, great takeaway. And Chris, let's be frank, that was your greatest aha moment to date of your life. I mean, that's what you just shared, but you've had a lot of great ideas, a lot of aha moments. And what I want you to do now is to take us to one of those great ideas, one of the greatest Take us to that moment. Kind of tell us that story of how that aha moment developed and how you turned it into success. So I was a young entrepreneur working on my uh, second startup living in Toronto, Canada. I grew up in Montreal and I was in the technology industry, John. And I saw the very early days of what at the time was called Salesforce Automation. And I was very excited about it because I love sales and marketing and I love technology. I was a young guy in my 20s. And I kind of had this spider sense, if you will, that there was this new category developing that that uh, what became CRM, customer relationship management, was taking off at the time. It was very nascent. And I thought, you know what, self, if you were smart and you were you, you would be on the front end of this massive new category. And in addition to that, I said, you know what, John? I'm going to be the Pied Piper that leads this parade. I'm going to be one of the guys that's on the front end of this whole new exciting area. And I sort of declared myself a thought leader in uh, customer relationship management. And I went out and I did a lot of speaking and writing and so forth. And I positioned my uh, small boutique consultancy at the time as the leader in a new category of technology. And that was my first real experience understanding that you could design a category. You could really teach the world and therefore a market to think about a problem and a solution in a particular way. And if you did that successfully and you were you used what you could think of as a point of view to position yourself as the, uh, the at the head of this new category, that that was a way to catapult yourself forward in a, in a very powerful uh, domain as opposed to trying to be, you know, the 437th dentist in my town. Fire Nation, there is always a massive new category that's around the corner. I mean, the world we live in is happening all the time. So 
You have that opportunity to be that first mover. You have that opportunity to be that Pied Piper, but what do you need to do? You need to have patience, number one. You can't jump on every new opportunity because even though it might be a good one, it might not be for you. For instance, like writing a blog back in 2006, although it would have been a great opportunity for me, I wasn't a writer. I was never going to be able to do that. So, you know, I passed on those type of things. I had patience, but keep your finger on the pulse. And if it's the right category, if it's the right thing, if it's the right opportunity, then you pounce and then you become that first mover and you had that first mover's advantage that I experienced with podcasting. So that momentum builds up with you and you be that Pied Piper, you create that category and you really hold that flag and you have people march to your beat instead of you marching to everybody else's beat. So the other thing, John, and I, I hate to interrupt you, but I, I just, you know, how many opportunities do I have to have this conversation <laughs> with you? <laughs> you actually are an intuitive category designer. And so one of the things we found in the, in the work of Play Bigger is um, category designers uh, who are intuitive about it teach the world to think about a, uh, a product, a company, and a category in a whole new way. And so everything you did with Entrepreneur on Fire, not only were you early in podcasting, which can make a difference, but it turns out when you unpack it, John, it's not just being early. Facebook was two or three years later than most of the mm-hmm. quote-unquote early uh, social networks. You got the magic triangle, right? Product, company, and category. Your product, the podcast, was a unique design in a lot of ways. We could unpack that. And you positioned it very, and I'm going to use this word on purpose, John, differently. Hmm. And so by being different, not better, people could understand what category your podcast was. It was like, oh, this guy's really different. It's every day. It's always entrepreneurs and all the other things about your format and your approach. And so you created a category of podcast which you could dominate. And so the way I think about what you did is, you know, if you want to get nouveau riche, you got to define your niche. And that's exactly what you did. Product, company, category. Fire Nation, think about those three things. How are you incorporating that into your business, into your life? And Chris, for real, brother, if you're going to be dropping value bombs like that, interrupt away, my man. You're the guest (laughs) on this show. You're the spotlight. Let's talk about right now what you think the number one thing is that you are most fired up about today. Well, in my life, the uh, new thing I'm most fired up about is my podcast, Legends and Losers, uh, because you know, I don't have to tell you, John, you get to have incredible conversations with incredible people. And so it's really, uh, it's funny. I've been, you know, Legends and Losers is about three months old and I can't imagine not having it in my life. Right. But, but the reason for it is, so our book Play Bigger came out in June of 2016. And as it was coming out, John, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal that knocked me on my behind. Um, and the headline of the story said, the crisis in American entrepreneurship. And as I read the story, and you could see it, it's online, um, they quote a bunch of uh, MIT and Brookings Institute research. And the net of it is more countries in the United States die every week than are founded. And the millennials are on track to be the least entrepreneurial generation in history. And I'm someone for whom, John, entrepreneurship was a way out, not a way up. I couldn't go to school. There was no school for me at the time. I, they threw me out. I'm dyslexic. I, I didn't fit. And for those of us, you know, I think there's some people in the world, John, who they can uh, find their place in the world and, and, and God bless them if you can find your place in the world. And then there's those of us who grew up on the island of misfit toys and we have to make our place in the world. And so my point is, 
a big part of why I started Legends and Losers was people who read Play Bigger wanted, you know, to participate in more dialogue around category design and some of the things we're talking about today. But in addition to that, John, you know, this may sound corny, but I wanted to dedicate the back half of my life to trying to make a difference for entrepreneurs and to spark entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial success because um, it, it for me, entrepreneurship was a way out of a life of struggle. It wasn't like, oh, well, I was going to Harvard and, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'll just get a job at Google. That That's not what was happening for me. Yeah. And Fire Nation, I mean, we think that, you know, even the top of the top, the elites, like with Google, I mean, Fire Nation, 0.02% is the acceptance rate into Google right now. So even people that are, think they're on that elite path, I mean, they're in for a hard road. So why not have that Swiss army knife-like approach of an entrepreneur where you have all the skills. So no matter what industry, what sector, what niche crashes, or even if the whole economy comes down, guess what? You know how to make it happen. I don't want to compare entrepreneurs to cockroaches, but I mean, the reality is cockroaches survive when the catastrophes happen and entrepreneurs do as well. You know, we might not be thriving as much as, as, as we do in the good times, but we have that skill set to keep driving forward, Fire Nation. So build that skill set up. It will protect you in times to come. And if you think that Chris has been dropping value bombs so far. Just wait for the lightning round after we get back from thanking our sponsors. Fire Nation, my three greatest strengths are productivity, discipline, and focus. And it took me four years to master these skills. And they are the reason that I've been able to build EO Fire into a multi-million dollar a year business. Good news, I've created a step-by-step guide for you to master these three skills as well in 100 days. It's called The Mastery Journal. Master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. To learn more and begin your journey of mastering these skills, visit themasteryjournal.com. After four years and over 1,600 EO Fire episodes, it is finally time, Fire Nation. My first book will be available in 2017. The title, How to Finally Win, Create Your Dream Life One Step at a Time. For years now, I've seen entrepreneurs scared to lose. Losing is not the problem. I lose every single day. The problem is, how can you finally win? Visit howtofinallywin.com for a sneak peek at the first chapter, gifts, details, and more. Howtofinallywin.com. Chris, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I'm ready to turn the Marshall stacks and the Les Pauls <laughs> up to 11. <laughs> How's that, John? Love it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I mean, I had no experience. I, I was 18, right? No experience, no money, no relationships, um, of course, no education. And so, you know, as I said, I, I didn't really even know the word, you know, uh, the joke I had heard once I did hear the word was entrepreneur was a fa- fancy word for unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> What is the best advice that you've ever received? Well, I want to stay PG on my language, uh, so I'll, I'll just share it this way. F them. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I, I'm an old school punk rocker, and I think entrepreneurs are warriors and, and, and people. Listen, every legendary product or service that we love exists because an amazing entrepreneur or innovator was absolutely unwilling to let their innovation do anything other than thrive. And they got product, company, and category right, and they created something new that opened the world up to something amazing. And and in order to do that, you have to be willing to, if you will, hack the future that you want. And there's going to be a lot of people who tell us that we can't have that future. I was told mm. that I had to 
get an MBA, stop swearing and learn to play golf. And I said, F it to all of those things. And I just went forward with my life and my career. You only have to stop swearing during the 20 minutes you're on EO Fire. So thank you for that, Chris, because we have a, <laughs> lot, a lot of parents who are, are driving right now trying to expose their kids to the wonderful world of entrepreneurship. So uh, to all those kiddos out there, thanks for listening. And to all the parents, yes, we will be keeping EO Fire PG. So Chris, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Shut up, shut up, shut up. Mm. The more we shut up, the more we learn. Those of us in sales, the more we shut up, the more more they buy. And I, I, I got taught early, John, that uh, very rarely does somebody ever say to us, hey, John, thanks for talking. <laughs> I love that one, Chris. I'm going to use it twice and give you credit. And then every time after that, it's mine. So that's just how it's it yours. <laughs> but Fire Nation, there's a reason why we have two ears in one mouth. So just recognize that. And can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Yeah, my favorite internet resource is uh, Zoom. And Zoom is a six-year-old company that has created a magical uh, cloud web-based communications technology for conference calling. And I think it's – imagine if Skype and uh, and WebEx had a legendary baby. It would be (laughs) Zoom. And I'm happy to say we just had Eric Ewan, the founder of Zoom, who is a a billion-dollar, what's called a unicorn company here in Silicon Valley. Uh, We just had him on Legends and Losers, and he's an amazing guy. But we we shoot our shows on Zoom. Uh, I I also don't really want to travel very much, John. I used to travel two to 300,000 miles a year. And so I do most of my meetings at Zoom. They're incredible, and I love them, and I have no financial interest in the company. I just I think they're awesome, and I wish Eric and his team uh, incredible luck in transforming the way we all communicate. Yeah, as do I, by the way. If I was doing um, anything that had to do with video for the podcast, if it was a video podcast, it would be on zoom.us all day long. Um, and whenever anybody asks me, hey, John, how should I shoot my video podcast? I say zoom.us, make it happen. Oh, uh, can, I, can I interrupt yeah, you with a quick story about Eric? Yeah. He's the classic entrepreneur story, right? He, the internet starts to take off. He's an engineer living in China. He says, I want to be part of this thing. I got to get to the US. Turns out he has a buddy who's building uh, WebEx and he gets a job. I think he was number 12 at WebEx as an engineer. Wow. And he just builds himself up, and, and now he's the founder of Zoom. And Zoom is a company that is growing somewhere between two and 300% a year. They just raised $100 million from Sequoia Capital, and they're worth over a billion dollars. And so he's the classic entrepreneur story that we all love. You know, I come to America with very little, and, and now he's literally running one of the fastest growing companies in Silicon Valley. And as long as he doesn't let all that equity money ruin the company, then uh, he'll be on a good path for sure. <laughs> exactly. Christopher, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. Best way to find me is legendsandlosers.com. And a parting piece of guidance. Design your category and then you get to dominate it. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with CL and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Christopher in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links, you name it. Chris, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And Fire Nation, make sure you're jumping over to legendsandlosers.com. For hanging out with us today, Chris, we are going to salute you, brother, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. It's been an absolute privilege. 
Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Christopher today. And we have a free eight-day goals course for you at freegoalscourse.co. Get goal-focused, Fire Nation. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.